Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome back to the show. We've been covering the story of these education waivers ever since uh, we became aware that some of our most successful public school districts in suburban Fairfield County have been denied theoretically the opportunity to keep doing what they do best, which is teaching elementary school education, specifically reading. In 2021, the state legislature decided that because of failing scores in many, many places in Connecticut, and those statistics are still coming in and they're rather dim, uh, that we would do this statewide imposition of a mandate that school districts could only teach reading based on this certain curriculum. And in fact, there are plenty of places that have embraced it. In fact, today's news reported that over 50% of school districts in Connecticut, in fact, want to do these state curriculums. I guess they choose from a menu. But New Canaan, Darien, Westport, Greenwich, to name a few of our local, very prominent suburban school districts, have said, wait a minute, why should we break what's not broken? Here's the evidence that this is working. And to their shock and dismay, they have been refused in their opportunity to get this waiver and keep doing what they're doing. So I saw that the New Canaan superintendent of schools, our next guest, Brian Liuzzi, is not taking this sitting down. And he is pushing back, according to a recent news article. Uh, Brian Liuzzi, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you for having me. It's actually pronounced Lutzi, but just Brian is Lutzi. fine. Lutzi. Thank you. <laughs> Brian is even better for me. And you can call me Lisa. Thank you so much, Brian. Okay, so, so Brian, I summarized it, but what did I get wrong or right in the summary? What am I missing? Well, it was a fabulous summary. Thank you for, for covering all of that. The... Um, yeah, I think to begin, it's important to note we're grateful for the legislation. You know, here in New Canaan and when I speak with my colleagues and others, we think you could never go wrong if you focus on literacy. And the focus of the legislation on the science of reading is very important, probably overdue. And it's widely accepted by all of us as being really the, uh, very, uh, the most important focus for our youngest readers. Students learning to read is a moral imperative for all of us. 
And we do agree that districts should be held accountable to have a plan, to have a curriculum, a scope and sequence, and the materials that, that they need in order to prioritize student learning. Uh, and all students knowing how to read by the end of third grade. You know, put simply, and you're probably well aware of this, in kindergarten through third grade, students are learning how to read. Mm-hmm. And then from fourth grade on, they're reading in order to learn. And so I that see. is a target. We, that is a very an essential target for all of us. Uh, the problem here is legislation is a blunt instrument. And this is a much more nuanced issue. Yeah. You know, districts should be held accountable to have comprehensive systems of instruction, assessment, a comprehensive curriculum that supports all kids and, and has avenues for those that are struggling. Yeah, we need systems of intervention in place in our schools so that we can, we call it RTI, response to intervention, so that when students aren't meeting whatever goal we have for them along the, w- the way, whatever benchmarks, we intervene quickly and precisely using the data that we have in order to get that child back on track. We should never be waiting for a standardized assessment that's given once a year in the spring. Sure. That's, you know, that's just looking backwards. So, we need to be doing much more active work than that. So, Brian, tell me... What are the results in the New Canaan Public Schools evidentiary? In other words, I'm reading today in Connecticut Insider that data from standardized test scores has shown that Connecticut students are still very much continuing to struggle. And listen to this statistic. During the last full school year, more than half of the state's third graders were not even reading at grade level, according to testimony of Russell Tucker to the General Assembly's Black and Puerto Rican Caucus in Hartford on Tuesday. Over half of our third graders are not reading on third grade level. That's right. And if that's true, and I don't have the data in front of me, but I, I re- deeply respect uh, Charlene Russell Tucker, our commissioner, and uh, and those that she was talking with. So taking that as truth, I think that that's a travesty. We need to fix that. We do need to we need to focus. And that's where I think that well, I, I support the legislation. What I don't believe is the implementation. So I absolutely believe in the goal. Every child should be reading at grade level, end of third grade. And if it's not happening, we need to, to look at that and do something about it. But what's happening here is where the methods are being dictated to us. Mm. And you, Stephen Covey said years ago, you can't hold somebody accountable for results if you dictate the methods. I, as superintendent, it's my, it's a moral imperative, it's a professional responsibility to do everything I can to best serve the kids in my district and their families and the staff and to pull it all together. And I do that best by having, by being empowered to meet their needs individually and collectively here. I mean, you asked uh, Lisa about what was our data showing here in New Canaan specifically. In the run up to the pandemic, things have, we have not yet gotten back to where we were pre-pandemic and nobody has, and we're working hard to get there. But in the run up to the pandemic, we were hitting up to 90% of our third graders reading at or above proficiency in those assessments, 90%. And I believe, I, I believe in my, to my core that if we're empowered to continue doing the work we do, we'll get even closer and closer to 100%. I know that we can do that because we, the work we do here is developed in-house. We write our own curriculum. We articulate it with everything else going on in our kids' lives in school. We make sure that it is, it's aligned with their needs, their experiences. We have a, a 
very comprehensive system of response to intervention when kids are struggling. We've just implemented a, a literacy academy, a kindergarten, first, second grade literacy academy focused on our students in special education who are, re who are struggling the most with learning to read. And we're using a very, again, science of reading, Orton-Gillingham-based approach with those kids, mm -hmm. very small groups. We were doing this before the legislation. This, we are absolutely committed to getting 100% of our kids there and to sharing everything we do with anybody who wants to see and learn. And listen, if there was a program out there that got 100% results, every one of us would do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The challenge is there's not there's no evidence anywhere that I've seen that re, of replacing a curriculum with a commercial program is going to give better results than what we're currently getting. And at the end of the day, it's my I feel it's my responsibility, moral and otherwise, my obligation to to fight for what I know is right here for our kids. So you Which must is, have been surprised. We're chatting with the superintendent of schools of New Canaan Public Schools. You must have been surprised that with this evidentiary application, which I understand is dozens of pages long, that you were, in fact, denied a waiver. If you're going to be denied a waiver, who's going to get a waiver? And did you see who got the waivers? Did you see who got the waivers, Brian? I did. I did. Okay. And you know, Who got I, the I, waivers, Brian? Who got the waivers? Not the schools uh, performing similar to ours. Right. Who got the waivers? The inner cities, right, that have the lowest outcome performance and are the ones in the most trouble because they're promising that they're getting there. But the ones that are already gotten there didn't get the waivers. So you tell me how that's defensible. I want to know. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Well, I, I want to just say my colleagues across the state are, they feel sa the same as I do, that we are, it's our moral obligation to get every child there. And I, you know, I, it's, that's a procedural question. And I do, I, I question the process that was used to make the decision that our, our waiver was not approved as the uh, consistently high scoring, if we're not number one, we're number two. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not taken for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think one of the assumptions that's guiding a lot of the conversation here is that districts like ours are sort of resting on our laurels, that we're, oh, we're good enough. We don't have to worry about those other kids. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I, I've seen how hard my colleagues are working everywhere in the cities and everywhere else, and they are doing God's work. In yeah, their they are. 
Yeah, they, they are. are. For they sure are. they are. And yeah. I'm not saying they don't deserve waivers if maybe they need more time to do all this. I'm just saying what is the criteria for a waiver if the inner cities who the program was intended to benefit the most are saying, wait, we can't implement it right now. And the suburban school districts are saying we don't need to implement it right now. It just seems to me to be a disconnect. I think that's a fair question, Lisa. I do. And, uh, you know, as the as someone whose district has, is incredibly hardworking and proud and of, of everything that we're doing here, mm-hmm. I think that um, I find it's, it's hard to reconcile that instead of learning together, coming and visiting our district, looking at our curriculum, yes, yes. looking at how we're implementing it, looking at the joy in our classrooms. You know, the, Mark Twain said it, said it best. He said that the, the person who doesn't read has no advantage over the one who can't. So I, I, one of the things I really worry about is we, maybe our test scores are going up, but how are the students learning to love to read? Are they becoming readers? Yeah. It's one thing to be able to do it. It's another thing to find the joy in it as well. If, we, if it's drill and kill, we're not going to get there. Yeah. There's, it's a much more nuanced issue. And again, what, what would help districts would be to have a curriculum articulated from our State Department pre-K through third grade that would become a model curriculum that we could then use, align with, and build from. I also think, think, you know, that very often local school districts, private and public, are laboratories to test things out. And, you know, sometimes they are great, sometimes they're not. But what I was impressed with, and we're chatting with the superintendent of schools of New Canaan, what I was impressed with, Brian, is that Part of what you are fighting for is the ability to retain your creativity, to allow your teachers to experiment. Uh, Not every teacher is going to teach in the same way, nor should they. Uh, Not every classroom is going to be learning the same way. You know, classrooms have their own identity and their own strengths and weaknesses. And I think when you when you try and do this uniform, uniform thing, uh, it tends to backfire. It definitely backfired on math. Brian, it definitely backfired. When you had to teach kids, you could only get the answer one way. Forget about it. Our math scores went into the toilet. Absolutely right. Lisa, you just nailed it. I I got chills listening to you describe that because the, I I meet annually with a a couple of times a year with all of our brand new teachers that have come into the district. And sometimes they come from other districts and come to ours. And to a person, if they've transferred to us, they talk about the ability, the freedom and the creative license to adapt the program to the kids in front of them, instead of expecting the kids in front of them to adapt to the program they have to implement. And so it's all well aligned and coordinated and and the curriculum is incredibly well articulated all the way through. But our teachers, we trust our teachers to do the most important work between student, teacher, and content in the classroom to have that ability to be creative and to try things. You know, I think that I, like, I think about the public schools in the United States are the greatest invention of all time. And we are, it was a great book I read years ago called Tinkering Towards Utopia mm. by uh, Larry Cuban. And the idea there, we are always tinkering with things to get better and better and better. And to give away our agency to do that to a couple of commercial publishers of textbooks to me, is, is really missing. Wow. It, it's, it's abdicating our responsibility. So are you going to testify at Hartford? I'm, I'm thinking one of the things you might consider is creating sort of a blue ribbon panel from our best performing school districts to examine best practices, something like that, where you could have some input with the Department of Education 
Are you going to be Are you going to be testifying about the problem in the implementation of this well-meaning legislation? Yeah, I've been in conversation to some degree with our commissioner, who, again, I, I respect a great deal. We did amazing work together through the pandemic and everything else and where we are. I think that um, just the, using legislation like this as a blunt instrument is problematic, especially in a state as, as diverse as ours with needs that are very different across the board and as in an issue that's so nuanced. Again, teaching people to read, there's a science to it. There's an art to it. Students that previous experiences, all of those things come together. So, yeah, I'm, again, I think that as a as superintendent of schools we're here in New Canaan, but I think anywhere, first and foremost, we're responsible to our kids. And there are lots of districts that this legislation and the implementation is helping them, and I'm thrilled by that. They, they wanted the, they needed the program. They weren't that where they need, felt they needed to be, and they're taking it and running with it, and I wish them – I hope they get to 100%. Because then you know, we'll look at it and make some ch- make changes. But you know, for districts like ours that have a long history of developing our own curriculum and our own programs and hiring experts and refining this, you know, again, curriculum is revised on a regular basis based on how kids are performing. Uh, and to think that that can be replaced with a program just misses, I think, the the art and science of teaching, and it, it disenfranchises, frankly, our teachers who create the curriculum. So they're sitting together, talking together, looking at the data, creating the curriculum, revising it, refining it, using it in their classrooms, working together to continue that process. That's our research and development. That's our R&D here in the district. As you said, it's, it's how we continue to experiment and learn and grow. And it also brings joy into the classroom. Teachers, when they feel empowered, they, they're more joyful. The kids are more joyful. The relationships are better. There's laughter in our classrooms as kids are learning together with the teacher. That's our goal. Okay. Well, listen, you make a good uh, sales pitch for coming to New Canaan. I will say that. Well, uh, it's a wonderful <laughs> place. Thank you. <laughs> Superintendent of Schools, Brian Litzy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And we really appreciate it. And we read the papers and we'll be following your advocacy uh, throughout the season and see where this develops. So thank you. Lisa, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure for me. We'll be right back on the Lisa Wexler Show with more on WICC. 203-333-9422 is our number. You can call me at 203-333-9422. We'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 